Welcome everybody, this week is Parashas Shlach and we are continuing with our series of Kashrus in the Kitchen. We're up to part 7 and we are going to be discussing this week and next week uh, the halachas of dairy and meat utensils, milchi and fleshig utensils. Last week we discussed the how how the halachas of milchigs and fleshigs, meat and dairy, apply to cold, even when you're using cold, which you have to be careful with. This week we're going to also continue talking about cold usage, and we're going to discuss we're going to discuss double um, uh, charif, uh, which means onions, and uh, doesn't only apply to onions; it applies to garlic, uh, perhaps lemons. Also, we'll talk about that um, next week, but. First, we're going to just discuss what the concept of Davar Kharif is. What does that mean? Uh, that, how does an onion affect kashrus? So, <clears throat> uh, an onion, when it's raw, has two important qualities which sets it apart from other f- uh, foods. Number one, most foods only transmit tam or flavor or taste with heat. Uh, an onion is an exception to that. An onion can transmit taste through cutting. It's called Duchka de Sakina, the pressure of a knife or pressure of a fork, if you stab it with a fork. So the onion has the ability to transmit or to accept taste through the, through, through the pressure of a knife. That's number one. Number two, the other very relevant um, propensity of an onion is that it has the ability to uh, t- take that taste that they extract from the utensil and make it a viable halachic taste, which means that even, let's say, that utensil hasn't been used for 24 hours or hasn't been used for 24 weeks. It makes no difference if the, the onion, once it extracts that taste, it makes it into a viable taste. It makes it into a halachic taste. It's, then if it's a meat taste, it has halacha of, of fleshigs. If it's dairy, it has halacha of milk, of milchigs. So this, this is another aspect that an onion has, is that no matter what the taste is, no matter how old it is, no matter what its halachic status is, once it gets into the onion, it has the it has a full halacha, full-blown halacha of a, a viable tam, a viable taste, a viable flavor, and then you have to deal with it as such. Um, and this is relevant not only when you cut an onion, this is relevant when you fry an onion as well, which means if you fry an onion in a fleshiga, uh, a meat frying pan, which is even though it hasn't been used in 24 hours or, or who knows how long, but being that you're frying onions in it, the taste that comes out of the frying pan into the onions will then be tra- transposed or beefed up, so to speak, into a powerful taste and it'll have the halachic status of fleshigs, it'll have the halachic status of meat, even though it's, it hasn't been used in so long. So practically speaking, right, so if you were to cut an onion with a, with a meat knife, and even though that knife hasn't been used in a very long time, but you did cut that onion with that meat knife, and then uh, essentially that, ta- that taste should be negligible because you haven't used it in so long, and regardless, we t- typically hold that uh, even if you take that knife and dip it into a bubbling pot of water, it would just remain parav. By an onion, it isn't that that way. By by putting it into a by cutting the onion with it, it both the onion extracts the taste from the knife. It refreshes the taste, so to speak. It makes it as if it just came, and it strengthens the t- taste. And the onion now has to be treated with fleshigs. It has to be treated like meat. And the ramifications of this are that if you cut an onion with a fleshig knife, and then and you then cut it with a dairy knife, right? So if your children were cutting an onion, and they cut it with a fleshig knife, and they put that half of an onion back into the fridge, and then you took it out of the fridge unknowing, and you cut it with a dairy knife, you now have a tray for onion, because your onion has both taken in taste from a 
uh, fleshig and knife, so it, and it and it beefed up that taste. So it's fleshig. The onion is fleshigs, uh, and then it also took in dairy taste. So now it became dairy as well, which is basabuchalav, which is a problem. So you could wouldn't be able to cut the onion with both kinds of knives, and then it would be a, uh, a it would be a significant issue. And the onion is now treif. And if you were then to take that onion and cut it and fry it in a frying pan, it would make the frying pan treif. And whatever you put it into, it would make that food treif as well. So it's a very serious um, it's a very serious issue that the onion can has potential to create. And the more common ramification is when people cut an onion with, uh, let's say, a dairy knife, and then they go and saute that onion in a fleshiga frying pan. So that's also going to be a very serious issue. You've cut the onion with a dairy knife, so even though that dairy knife hasn't been used in 24 hours and weeks, doesn't make a difference, the onion now becomes dairy. And then you go and you fry it in a fleshiga frying pan, so the, the, even if that frying pan hasn't been used in 24 hours, the meat taste goes into the onion and is rendered real true meat taste, combines with the dairy taste, and the onions are now treif. So the onions are treif, they make your frying pan treif, if the cash is a frying pan, and the onions, if you use it for anything, you use it for a soup, they make the soup treif, and so on and so forth. So it's a very, um, as an un- a, a, a very unwelcome situation, which, uh, which can, can unfortunately happen. And as a result, it's a very good idea to have a set of power of knives around so that whenever you cut an onion, without uh, any exception, you always cut the onion strictly with your power of knives. And through doing that, you'll avoid any of these possible complications because at least from the cutting stage, it still remains parav, and then afterwards, whatever you do with it, you do with it. So that's a um, that's that's always a good idea. Only problem with parav knives is that they have this propensity to turn into fleshigs or milchigs or treif, and it's hard to keep parav knives parav. So every so often, you have to end up cashing them. But that's a different story. But in any case, that's the right way to approach it. The right way to approach it is that onions should always, if possible, be cut with a parav knife. Another one interesting question that does come up is we, you know, we're saying that the onions extract taste from the knives, right? So if you cut it with a fleshing knife, the onion becomes meat. If, they, if you cut it with a dairy knife, the onion, the onion becomes milk. What about the other way? Does an onion put taste into a knife, right? So which means if you cut an onion with a meat knife and then you cut that same, self, same onion with a dairy knife, does the dairy knife become treif? because it now has cut a fleshiga onion. Does the tam go backwards back into the knife? Now, the, actually, the more typical way this comes up is like this, that you cut an onion with a fleshiga knife, and you put it into your parava food processor. That's where this always comes up. So you cut the onion with a fleshiga knife, so now that onion has, for all intents and purposes, become fleshigs. And then you took this fleshiga onion, this meat onion, and you put it into your parav food processor, which is also a knife, and it cuts, chops up the onion even further. So has now your parav food processor extracted the tam from the onion and become fleshig? That's a very relevant question, and that's a very big machlekes. Uh, in halacha, so l'chatchila, obviously it's something that should be avoided, so if you're cutting your onion with a fleshig or with a dairy knife, do not put it in your food processor, if you wish to keep your food processor parav, but after the fact, if you've done it already, uh, we won't, con- we'll, we'll still uh, consider it parav, you know, but yeah, but if you've done it already, we, we, we will consider your food processor to remain parav, but uh, again, l'chatchila is something that should be avoided, and the, the, the reasoning is, is that uh, this concept of cutting with a knife only puts taste into the onion, 
but doesn't take taste out of the onion, at least bidiabid. We don't assume it to take taste out of the onion. Frying pan makes no difference. You put an onion in a frying pan, it puts taste in, it takes taste out, it goes both directions. It's bidirectional. Heat is bidirectional. But when you cut something, all it does is it puts flavor into the onion, but it won't extract flavor out of the onion. So that's why, that's one exception to this rule when you put it into a uh, into a food processor. Another interesting application, which comes up a lot, is what uh, what about a cutting board? Which means, if you cut an onion, and you cut it with your power of a knife, but you cut it on a fleshiga cutting board, which means you have this plastic or glass cutting board, which you use to cut meat, right? So you put a hot meat right out of the stove, you put it onto the cutting board, and you slice it on the cutting board. So that cutting board is really, really fleshing. It's, 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 it has, you know, it has real, real, uh, real meat flavor in it. And then you cut your onion, you slice your onion on the cutting board. Does that make any difference? Does that make the onion now fleshing because you're cutting it on a meat cutting board? So the answer is that it depends what you're doing. If you're doing what most of us do, which is we slice onions, we, you know, we cut them, we slice them, uh, within you know a slicing motion, so then the cutting board is uh, is negligible because it's just serving as a protection for your counter. It's not really assisting in the cutting at all. But if you are like a Japanese uh, chef and you're chopping it up, right? So you're you're using force. You know, in other words, you're chopping, uh, using a lot of force to chop it up. You generally need a big heavy knife for that. So if that's what you're doing, so then the cutting board actually does make a difference, and then it, possibly the cutting board would make the onions uh, fleshing. So again, if you're slicing onions the way you typically cut an onion, then it doesn't make a difference what the what cutting board is. But if you're chopping them with force. Then uh, it does. Then the cut. Then if you want the onions to remain parav, you, uh, you should be using a parav a, a parav a cutting board. So these are some of the ramifications of of uh, of, of a double harif, But there's there's more that we have to talk about. And Amir Hashem, next week um, we will discuss this some more. But again, to summarize what we've said so far this week is that an onion has the distinct characteristic that a it has the ability to extract te flavor out of a knife even though there's no heat involved it has that it only has that the only an onion has that unique ability that through the pressure and cutting and slicing of a knife it takes the flavor out of the knife might not give it back in but it takes the flavor out of the knife and the second important uh, um, characteristic of an onion is that whatever flavor it pulls out of that knife no matter how old that flavor is and no matter what kind of flavor it is it's going to make it as if you just injected Real meat into your onion, and you have to treat it like uh, like real fleshigs. And Be'ez Hashem, next week we'll talk more about how this affects waiting six hours and how it affects me mixing, um, you know, milligans and fleshigs onions. As it, you know, how how that affects the meal. So we'll talk more about that next week.